Welcome, traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Welcome back. We play role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and more. Anyway, let's get to the adventure. I'm your Dungeon Master Luke and your players are... Levi, and I'm playing Lokag. We do not see the tall, glossy skyscrapers of New Utica. We don't see the dark, dank streets of Darkhaven. What we do see is dusty, orange sand. Sharp rocks and outcroppings. The camera zooms down a valley. These two walls of this canyon-like stone. Wind is blowing. Dust is being picked up. And we see a town. This is not a normal town by the standards of New Etica. This is a scrap heap, almost. There is a an old aeroplane that is broken in half, laying across this town with shanties and shacks and satellite dishes, old windmills and water towers, cranes that are bent over and holding signs that read out in flickering, buzzing lights, various businesses or watering holes that are in this small town. An old van or old bus with rounded edges has a little canopy over the side of it, people sitting underneath it on an old couch and some goblin children playing in the dirt, fighting with what looks like old aerials off of a car. And then we see this building. It says Sheriff Office, spelt with cut off bits of sign, road signs, advertising signs. They've all been welded together in a large sign and there's a star of half broken and bursted yellow globes that are buzzing and flickering next to this sign and inside this building is Dune the sheriff he's wearing a thrown together but neat sheriff outfit this jacket it's got a golden badge on there that looks like it's been hammered together with some scrap metal at his waist there are these bandoliers of bullets and two revolvers he pushes down the fluffy woolen neck piece of his jacket as he knocks on a door and on the door it says Lokag's room so you hear this knocking hey dude what's up brother I have been summoned by that tiny little gnome man, that, uh, Lorian, who came past the town but two days ago. He has offered me a proposition to help him on some sort of important mission now. It involves a very rare and powerful magical item which he wishes to collect, and if we can help him, he will help our town. I feel that it is a perfect trade. He and his organization have some things that we could do well in Barry's Well. These items he's willing to trade for my assistance. Now, Lokag, I need you to take care of things around here. I could be gone for a few days. So, please, please keep an eye on things for me, brother. 
Now come here. Walk out of my rooms. He embraces you in this tight hug and holds you, patting you on the back. Now, Lokak, please don't drink all day at the water hole. I know, I know you don't usually do it, but things tend to become quite wily, and we don't want the uh, the people thinking that you're a pushover, if you know what I mean. I ain't no pushover, June. No one will think that. I know you're not, I know you're not. I just want to make sure, because uh, you're my deputy, and you're in charge of the town, besides the boss. He's obviously in charge, but you were safeguarding these people, and you have to be the defender and their sentinel. He pats you on the shoulder. If, if I'm going to be their defender and their sentinel, ju- just till you're back, can I have your badge? I thought you were going to ask this, and I went and had one made for you. He pulls it out of his jacket pocket, and he hands it, puts it in your hand, pats on his, pats on your hand with the uh, the star in there, which is once again just like a bunch of scrap that's been welded together to look like a star. I'll pick it up, bring it like two feet away from my face, and just stare at it with a half smile on my face. And then I give Dune another hug. Whoa. Brother. Don't squeeze so hard. I'll look after this town. You don't have to worry about this place. It'll be well and truly safe under my care. I'll, I'll only spend like half the day in the pub. We'll, I'll, I'll be good. You, you'll be honoured by me. You do what you will. Just be vigilant. And he uh, picks up his shotgun, places it in the holster on his back, picks up his rucksack, throws it over his shoulder, walks outside, climbs onto his large trike, his big three-wheeled motorbike, starts it up, and turns to you and he says, I'll see you soon. And revs it and flies off down the street. I salute. All of the kids come out and they start shouting and they look to you seeing you saluting there and they all salute to the sheriff as he rides out of the front of the town. What do you want to do? I'm going to walk back into my room. I'm going to go to the top of my cupboard and there is a dusty old hat. On the hat, there is a a bottle cap with a pin through it. I look at the bottle cap, look it up. You served me well, Cap, but now... I've got a true badge to put in your place. I take the <laughs> bottle cap off, just throw it on the ground, and I put the the sheriff's badge onto my hat, snug it onto my head, and puff my chest out. Is this what sort of hat is this? Is this like a a cap or like a? How do I? No, it's a. How do I describe it? Is it a like a, a an akubra? A, a, yeah, a dusty brown akubra. Yes, nice, of course. So you leave your home slash sheriff's office and you walk out into the main street and there are, you know, small like tuk-tuk cars that are just putting along on the back. There is a little goblin who is uh, cooking up some sort of meat and uh, his brother driving the vehicles that slowly goes and stops out the front of one of the other buildings. I walk over to the um, the street meat cellar. Oh, Lokag. What's going on, mate? What's happening, brother? I've been promoted. I, uh, I'm your new sheriff for the next couple of days. Oh, mate, that's bloody awesome, brother. That's a, ni- that's a nice hat. And the other goblin who was driving turns around and he goes, You don't have to wear it, you know. You don't have to wear that hat. 
It's a bloody nice hat, and I know, but I get you. How about you selling your new sheriff one of those street mates? Uh, the juicy one in the back looks about right. Okay, okay, look, uh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, mate, you can have it on the house. Nah, nah, nah. I'll pay. What do I owe you? Oh, uh, that's going to be like two small bullets. Don't give me any large ones. That's fine. That's fine. Just two small bullets. I'll give you a discount, mate. Look in one pocket. There's like rifle slugs. Check in the other one. Yeah. And I hand him over some pistol bullets. Cheers, mate. Tucks it in his pocket. No problem. He passes you two sticks. And there's like what looks like a large... Um, tail of some sort there are some still some little hairs on it and the other one is like maybe a, like a tentacle it's, they're both like pretty char grilled and the tentacle is still dripping with some ooze I'll eat the tentacle first and I'll just bite through stick and all mm. <laughs> oh, you just know how to cook these so well yeah mate I've look I've spent a long time perfecting the perfect recipe you know, I just got to make sure they don't sit out in the uh, the sun for too long. Because you know what happens when stuff sits out in the sun for too long? It gets burnt. And then the other goblin turns around and goes, Nothing can be more burnt than what you've already cooked. And then they start to bicker. Oh, well, if there's any trouble, let me know. I'll see you around town, boys. No problem, mate. I'm going to start wandering to... I'll go to the governor's place. All right, you go to this, this uh, structure. And it is an old donut building. On the roof, there's this half-broken donut. Uh, it's got, like, pink frosting with all these white sort of specks on it. All the paint is peeling away. All the windows have been sort of boarded up, except the ones on the very front, which have some, like, nice curtains. And there are some of the, um, like, the town guard. These guard, they, they work with you, but they don't work for the sheriff's office. The sheriff's office is um, Dune and the two deputies, one being you and one being your halfling mate. The guards, one's a full-blood orc, the other one is an elf, sort of like cross their arms and nod to you. And the elf says, how is it going, Clockeg? Pretty good. Yourself, Jack? Yeah, not, not too bad. That's... Being out here, I forgot my hat. I would love a hat like yours, but I've forgotten it somewhere. I'll have to uh, go and get it on my lunch break. But being out in the sun, uh, it's, you know, it's good for the skin. Um, do, do you need to see the boss? Yeah, yeah. My brother's just taking a trip out of town on some business. I was just checking that he didn't have any, the governor didn't have any work for me. Just checking in. Ah. Uh. Your brother, he's come past before the sheriff. He's gone and talked to the boss already. He's uh, cleared everything up. The governor doesn't need anything, really. Unless, uh, you know, something comes up, then he'll send one of us to come and find you. But for the moment being, he's pretty content. Unless you've got something that you want to speak to him with. If that is the case, you can feel free to go inside. No, no, I'm good. I'll see you around. Good luck getting your hat. If you're looking for me, I'll be down at the pub. Yeah, of course. Oh. <laughs> I would love to be there during the day. But I'll drink one in your honor. Thank you, my friend. And the orc looks at you and he just grunts. <laughs> nods to you. You make your way down the street. An old motel sign is um, sort of just flickering. You can just see the light because it's quite bright out here in the wastes. Walking up to the motel... 
You see a large sign. The sign is made of scrap wood and scrap metal and has been painted to say D-A, da, watering hole. And it's spelt completely wrong. You walk inside. There's been a, a like a bar set up in the motel where the uh, sort of reception would be in a motel. And there's the lobby, all of these tables and chairs. And there's a, a an auto piano playing off in the background. And you see Sketch, the town robot. And he's sitting at a table, very um, square-like chest. One arm is very rudimentary. It's got a ball joint with a, like a little, um, almost looks like an old roadster wheel guard over the shoulder with a very thin arm that pokes out with like a four pincer on the end. On his That's his left arm. On his right arm is this large military grade robotic arm and the robot's head which uh, looks kind of humanoid like it's got a big square jaw but then a very humanoid top head with these perfectly circle black glass eyes and somebody has gone and put a trucker hat on him and he looks over towards you his head twitching lifting up his big mechanical hand and he says deputy over here and he waves you forward. The bartender waves to you and says, Lokeg, how you going? Yeah, right. Yourself, Ugo? Yeah, pretty good. You want the usual, mate? Yeah, damn straight. And I put six um, pistol bullets on the table. I'll uh, have someone bring it over. Cheers, mate. And uh, you sitting at the table with Sketch? Yeah, I walk over Sketch. Lokeg, how are you, my friend? All right, yourself, Sketch? I am fantastic. Thank you for asking me that. Would you mind... Partaking in a little more arm wrestling today, Lokeg. <laughs> uh, don't you know it, Sketch? One of these days, I will beat you, my friend. One of these days. Yeah, I didn't think robots could dream, but you prove it. Dream? Some people say I have nightmares. <laughs> that is a joke, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alright, what will the bet be this time, Sketch? What are you going to give me? Hmm, on my scavengers... I have found a few fantastic items. This one here is called a sketch and etch. Is that like your baby? I thought the same thing for a moment, but then I played with it. And in this red frame, if you turn these white knobs, there is a little graphite that moves around and you can make a picture. Watch. And he takes his rudimentary claw arm and he just starts turning it while he's holding it with um, his big mechanical, like military grade arm. And he draws like a perfect picture of the town, like from a distance. See, it is pretty cool. That's bloody amazing, Sketch. Is that how those made those TV vids we find lying around? Uh, I am not completely sure. I'll have to do some more research in the matter. I also found this. And he pulls out this little box it's a, a like a light it's got a big silvery white glass over the front of it and he puts it down he says i have charged it for approximately three hours and it does this he presses a button on top of it and it's a strobe it just goes i feel like this might be very cool on the front of your vehicle my mouth drops yeah all right oh you uh, um yeah that's great just is there anything else for uh, that thing's yeah, I'll, I'll bid for that. There is one more thing I found. And he reaches down into the bag that he's been pulling things out of, and he pulls out like a round 
brown swirly poop and he puts it down on the table. Fake feces. I have read and researched this was a common joke item found before all the bad things happened. You found a poop. It is made of rubber. You can place it on someone's car or doormat and they will believe it is a real poop. It looks real, doesn't it? I poke it. It's a poop. I sniff my finger. Mmm, doesn't smell like poop. See, it is made of rubber. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, alright. I think you might need to keep your gag for someone else, but I'll definitely throw down for that strobe light. Alright, now, if you win, you get the strobe. What do I get if I win? <laughs> what? If you beat me, you got to tell everyone in town that you beat Lokag in an arm wrestle. That is fair. I agree. And he puts out his rudimentary hand to shake. And he's like, sorry. And he puts out his, his um, military-grade arm to shake. I shake him. He, he grips pretty hard, and he shakes. And uh, some of the other guests sort of, like, wander over and watch. And <clears throat> a tabaxi wanders over. Bringing your uh, your drink, placing it on the table, and stands it crosses crosses their arms, watching you uh, as you're about to do this arm wrestle. Boy, Tabby, check it out! I'm gonna win myself a strobe light. It's gonna look sweet. I wish that you would not call me Tabby all the time. I understand that I have the same colorings as a Tabby cat, but my name is Peru. Please, you may call me Peru. All right, Peru. Tabby's better, though, but all right. Uh, so do you want to... What are you doing? You're going to drink or you're going to arm wrestle? I drink first. So you pick up this huge steel flagon, you tip it back, and in a matter of moments, it is gone, and all that is left is a goatee of froth around your mouth. Oh, all right, Sketch. Let's do this. Sketch lifts up his arm, places it on the steel table. <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> your steel, your steel arm. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right, you grip him in his hand, and you guys are holding it in, clasped together. Your muscles are bulging, rippling. His art, uh, his cyber, or his robotic arm is sort of like pieces of it are like clicking and moving around, and the plates are shifting. And then a goblin counts you down. One, two, three, go! Roll a strength check for me. Fourteen. Lucky because I got a... What is that? Twelve. Okay. So you're straining back and forward and you almost get him down to the to the table. You Both of you were like str struggling and vibrating and sweat you're sweating he's just looking straight at you like nothing's going on his body is moving though can you roll another strength for me oh i can help i'm all the same 12. i rolled worse i got nine. Oh, he shifts whoosh, pushes you incredibly hard your hand is almost touching the table you can feel the hairs on the back of your hand just just prickling the edge or the top of the table one more time Fucking rolled really bad again. I got a, I ten. Got a ten. <laughs> You're both there in a grip. It lasts for minutes. Both of you are struggling, pushing against it. 
and then you're staring at each other and Sketch says, It seems we are at a stalemate. Do you want to continue or would you like to call it a draw? Keep going, Sketch. All right. We've got to finish this. So we've got an 18. Oh, I got a 13. You slam his hand to the table. Huge crash. All the people who weren't watching turn and look over their shoulder to see what is going on. The crowd around you, there maybe six or seven people, are cheering and you hear them shouting your name. Sketch looks at his hand, sort of flexes the four fingers. Very well, Lokag. Congratulations. You have won. You've bested me once again. Here is your prize. And he slides over the, the strobe light. Cheers, Sketch. You're an absolute machine this time. Have you got some more muscle augments? You can tell everyone. You got the arm hairs down on that table. I have been trying to find new ways of becoming stronger. Well, it's working. Oh, Tabby, give me another drink. Sketch, you want anything? Uh, my name is Peru. I will... Dot, yeah, Peru, give me a drink. All right. They walk back over to the, the counter and fill up another mug. Wander back over to you. Lokeg, you are driving out to the scrapyard on the outskirts of town. You've just driven out of the basically the main uh, entryway to the town because it sort of sits in this little section of the uh, the canyons, and you've taken a big left turn, and you can just see a large windmill um, that is sort of at the back of the scrapyard. First off. What are you driving? I've got a an off-road four-wheeler. So like big, chunky tires. It's painted with a, a black spray paint and it's just a real chunky off-road four-wheeler. So I, I fit on it, but only just. Is it like a four-wheeler bike or like a four-wheeler like beach buggy sort of thing? Or uh, More like a beach buggy, but kind of think of like uh, like a giant turtle riding a go-kart or a giant <laughs> monkey riding a go-kart. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So you're driving, uh, is the, yeah. Okay. Cool. You Okay. You're driving a giant go-kart with huge off-road wheels on it. Nice. Kind of like that. Um, what is it called? Morio, Morio cart. Mor yeah. Like that, that one. Okay. With a uh, Danky Kang. Sanic, Sanic team racing. Yeah. Like that. Too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nice. Um, also, Crash, Crash Bandy Hoot, Cra racing. That uh, anyway. Let's let's continue. So you're driving this 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 go kart that you barely fit in with these huge off road wheels. It's got these big exhaust pipes. All this black diesel smoke is pillowing out of it. You're drifting around this corner across the red orangey dirt road, sending gravel flying. You come to the makeshift sort of steel walls that are made out of shipping containers and stuff of the scrapyard and drive in. There are cars stacked upon each other, all rusted out and broken. There's an old helicopters and bits of planes and engines and these large cranes holding parts of strange glowing turbines and stuff. And underneath one of the turbines in this hangar, is somebody who you um, you admire, not just for her strength and her agility, her looks and her brawn, 
but for her skill in fixing, building, and being one of the most handy hands the town has to offer. Before I get to her, I'm going to stop by a, a car window that looks like it's a bit mirror reflective, and I'm going to take off my riding goggles and kind of look disapprovingly at my reddish dusty face <laughs> and I kind of just spit in my hands and try and smear a bit away from my face yeah making it worse but trying to make it better all right nice you're looking at in this glass window that's covered in a dust you like swoosh it away and then you see your dust on your face and you wipe it and then the reflection you notice the large bull drake behind you her junkyard dog if you will Picture a um, a bulldog mixed with maybe some sort of dragon without wings. It's chunky. It's got these big jowls. Uh, it's got these little horns and these ears that sort of sit like flap down like a bulldog's ears. Um, these large tusks that sort of come out of its bottom um, jaw, scaled with a patch of fur that runs down the back of its head, um, halfway down its back, and then a little tuft on the end of its little um, spiky tail and it's like and he licks you up on the face cleaning off most of that dirt that you didn't quite get off but leaving a lot of saliva I smile wipe the saliva pat it on his head docker good dog how you been and he sort of like runs off towards the hangar and stops sort of spins in a circle thudding in the ground leaving some big footprints because he's um he's pretty big like he would probably be about maybe five foot tall off the ground he's a big boy that's very big yeah he runs back over to the um the hangar and starts and um nanu slides out from underneath the turbine sits up pulls off the welding goggles and sets them on her forehead she is also a Goliath. Um, not as tall as you, but still pretty tall. Like, you're taller than Dune. Um, she's probably a little bit little bit shorter than him. She stands up, placing her hands on her waist. She's wearing these sort of green overalls. Um, she's got, you know, she's got the, the markings like Goliaths do, but then she also has um, tattoos down one side of her arm. Uh, she tucks the welding torch in a sort in her pocket, and she says, "What are you doing here?" Oh, no, no, just thought you might need some new help from help from the new sheriff in town, and I proudly uh, brandish my hat. The new sheriff. Yeah, yeah, Dune's out of town for a bit, and he uh, needed a, someone respectable and capable to fill his shoes. And he gave you a star, huh? Yeah, of course he did. That's you know what. Congratulations, Lokag. That is, that is wonderful news. Come on, come on in. Would you like some tea? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be right. Too bad. I don't have any. Hey? I don't have any. Oh, you got... I've got moonshine. That's all I've got. She walks over to the fridge, opens it up. Uh, this old mint green fridge opens up the freezer compartment, pulls out this huge bottle with like, you know those jug bottles with the handle? Yeah, yeah. Swings yeah. it over her shoulder, walks, pulls out like, um, like they look like piston caps or something. She gets a rag from her pocket and sort of cleans the oil out of them and then just quickly pours in the stuff and 
passes one to you. She tips it back. I tip it back, mine back. Nanu, you know me so well. Well, you know, once somebody comes around here and continuously asks if you want help, um, you get to know them. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Do you, do you need any help? Actually, I kind of do. Um, see that? She points over to this large engine. I need a coupling to be connected to here to this turbine. From the turbine to that points to this large block of batteries. I need to see if I can get this combustion engine to kick up enough energy to start the turbine so the turbine can charge those deep cycle batteries. Yeah. Um, basically, what I, what I need you to do is hold the couplings in because the engine is moving around too much. I haven't had enough time to build a frame that can hold it still enough. Because that there that is... I can do. It's from a ZX883. One of those big ships. It's from one of those. So if you can hold it still for me, and it can charge up enough to power this and power those and charge them. All right? Yeah, no worries. You know I got that, Nato. All right. Well, um, she walks over to the engine. She twists something. She checks the oil, puts it back in. She twists something else. Some sort of pressure is released. All right, when I turn this, it's going to start. I need you to hold it as still as you can. All right? All right. Ready? Yeah. She turns it. Roll a strength. Or athletics, whichever is better. Yeah, athletics. Oh, nice. 22. <laughs> nice. This engine kicks up and roars, and it's one of the loudest things you've heard. This blue sort of flame starts to burst out the back of it in these large sort of uh, exhaust ports, and it starts to vibrate and rattle around, and it's in a small sort of frame that's bolted into the floor, but you see the bolts start to rattle up and the washers start to move and shift, and you push it down onto the ground and hold it still. She's like, perfect. She runs over to the turbine as the coupling starts to like shake and vibrate. And she, um, she like holds the coupling into the, um, the turbine and she clicks something to sort of ratchet it in place. And the turbine starts to spin and all of these other couplings and cables run to these batteries. And you see this blue th thrumming energy boom, 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 start to run and pass through these cables running to the batteries and some of the batteries spark and she runs over there and sprays it with this small fire extinguisher she pats it out as the others um, you see like these little bars on them start to fill very slowly um, she's like alright she's yelling across the, um, the hangar this is going to take a few minutes can you hold it there for me yeah, no, no worries. All of this black fumes and this heat radiating from this engine. Can you roll a tolerance check for me? Okay. Yep. <coughs> got an 18. That's still pretty good. It's a pass, definitely a pass. Okay, and just for the listeners, tolerance is something that I've added into our um, homebrew fifth edition. It's kind of like if you can tolerate certain drugs or chemicals or fumes or, um, you know, the things of those sort of chemical nature. Um, 
It's kind of like the 4th edition Endurance in a way, but I thought it would be something that is appropriate for a cyberpunk setting to, you know, if you take some sort of random chemical injection that is set to power you up, you know, you roll an Endurance check. Oh, sorry, not Endurance check, a Tolerance check, because it used to be Endurance, now Tolerance. So, 18 is a pass. All of these fumes and this energy and heat is radiating off of this um, this engine. It's it's going harder and harder and harder. And she says, "All right, press the red button on the side." I smack it with my left hand. Boom! The engine whoosh, clicks off. The couplings and the cables that connect to the turbine stop shaking like wild snakes. And the turbine slowly spins to a halt. She's checking the batteries. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. These will these will bring in a crap ton of bullets for me. If I can sell these to travelers or caravans or people from the town to power their, their cars and bikes and such, it's gonna be great. We don't have to rely so much on diesel. No worries, Nano, just just glad to be a help. You hear another engine in the distance. And this ute speeds up, grinding to a halt. Daka is jumping around and barking. A local uh, scavenger jumps out of the car. These big goggles and this, uh, like a flight helmet on. He's got this, um, this big vest of all this junk and tools hanging off. And the back of the ute is piled up three times the size of the ute with all of this random scrap metal and old couches and lamps and all this random junk. And he runs up. Nanu! Oh, hey, Lorcag. Lorcag, actually, perfect person to talk to. So I was out doing my thing. I was stopped behind some of the um, the cropping out there, behind some of the rocks. And I, I, luckily, my engine was turned off, which is packing up my load. And I heard something. Heard engines, a lot of them. And I looked, I looked, just looked over the dunes out there, and I saw trails of black smoke. Raiders? Yes, I reckon they're raiders. Red flags. Red flags on all of the bikes. They're all yelping and hooting. That Luckily, they went past the entrance to the town. They didn't notice. They didn't notice this way, the, the valley. Um, I, I followed them. And I can see them kept up in one of the old monuments. They're stopped there for now. They're making camp. I, I don't know if they're raiders. I don't know what, they, what they're capable of. What do, you, do you reckon we should check it out? How many were there? Did you see any clan signs? I didn't see any clans. I'm a bit worried. Mm, yeah. We'd have to check it out. Oh, Nano, you got anything quiet? Quiet? Quieter than my four-wheeler? I've got something I've been working on. It's powered by a fan, but it's still quite loud. Not as loud as an engine, but it's a big, big fan that pushes it. If it's quieter than an engine, we'll need it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely quieter than a diesel engine. That's why hopefully I can, if I can get these batteries working in vehicles, we'll have a relatively quiet vehicle to drive around on a rechargeable battery. Um, go get Tenzin. If you can get Tenzin, he can help you drive it. He just came past here the other day making sure everything was alright. You'll need two people to drive this. And she goes to the back of the uh, the hangar and she pulls off the big leather tarp-like sheet and throws it on the floor. And um, it's it looks like a boat, but it's got two wheels on the front, two wheels in the middle, two wheels on the back, all with big um, sort of shock absorbers. There's a huge fan on the back of it. 
uh, and a very rudimentary steering wheel. It looks like um, looks like a H steering wheel, maybe from like a Dodgem car. It's very small and plastic. She says, you've got the wheels that will all turn with the steering wheel, but the fan, if you need to turn drastically, someone will need to actually move it with this. And there's a big sort of pole that's sticking out the, um, the, the sort of the back of the fan fan pointing in towards the vehicle i haven't been able to do much on it the fan will start the wheels will roll um and it goes pretty quick but you'll need two people i should actually duck into town first and um pick up me mate i'll call him tell him to bring me shotgun all right she runs over grabs the phone off this um like this old telephone thing turns the dial has it next to her ear for a little while tenzin all right um Possibly raiders nearby me. Um, Lokag is here. Uh, can you get yourself down here ASAP? And... Yep. Of course. Yes, he was going to ask you to bring the shotgun. Yes. No, I do not have a ray gun for you. There's no such thing as a ray gun. Okay, just... She hangs up. He's on his way. Alright, um, help me pull this out. And she pulls it out. She starts getting it, getting it ready, making sure that the wheels are on completely tight. And you see Tenzin riding in on his motorbike. This Harley that oddly looks a bit too big for him because he's a halfling. His hair is tied up in a like a, a top knot, but it's really bushy. So it's like a top knot and then this big bush above it. And um, he's wearing aviators. He's got like a little um, pointed... Uh, sort of chin beard and a mustache shotgun on his back two shotguns on his back um, riding up and he stops to a halt low gag hey up mate what's going on where are these fucking raiders let's blast them and he pumps his shotgun we chuck it in he throws it I catch it pluck it out of the air they're about mate I brought this for you too walks over to the um to the, the Harley tries to pull on this large pole and you realise that he's packed you one of your favourite hammers oh no I stand and you know me too well too <laughs> alright let's get this into the uh, what do you call this fan machine fan boat boat fan perfect I haven't given it a name boat fan fan boat I don't know um, one of them will stick yep you pick up your hammer, and it's a huge, massive anvil. It's like an anvil on a stick. It's yep. been it's been <laughs> it's been painted black and yellow stripes, and on on the sides of the um, anvil, it says "ouch," and the other side says "smash." Um, in like in like graffiti, like graffiti writing, um, like a teal on the other side is like pink. All right, mate, let's let's do it. Let's go. Let's uh, let's not fuss around here. He jumps in the fan boat and he's like, are you driving or um, am I going to turn this fan thingy? Uh, I'll drive. You're on the fan. Boy, you, bro. Show us where the tracks were. Just point them out. We'll figure it out. All right. Gets in his, tr- his ute and reverses up. Takes off towards the outcropping where he was. You guys follow him in the fan boat, which is really bumpy. And it feels like what you have heard and seen on old tapes. Um is very rocky like being at sea because of the wheels are so bouncy these six wheels on this boat fan boat thing you make it out to the outcropping and 
He points the guy on the ute, the scavenger, points out towards um, one of the old monuments is what he called it. It looks like some sort of amphitheater that's broken and has fallen to pieces. All of these um, old rows of like bleachers, just all the um, the metal painted white is all peeled and he uh, passes the binoculars over to you. You look through them and you can see all of these big tr massive like monster truck wheeled trikes like the back wheels are monster truck wheels and then it's a normal motorbike wheel at the front there are big harleys with huge handlebars with um like big blades on the side of them these huge red uh flags and ribbons that are hanging off the back of like big flag poles uh, and aerials and stuff uh, they have symbols on them and you see these like some cars and buggies and stuff with spikes and all of these skulls like, smashed onto them and you know it's a raiders party you hear like metal off in the background and a big bonfire sun is not setting like it's not nighttime but it's it's in the late afternoon like an hour two hours or half yeah an hour. two hours or so yep you it won't take that long to get there maybe take you know 10 minutes to drive down there um, is the sunset? Is the sun behind us? Odds or evens? Uh, evens. The sun is behind you. Nice. I think that works. <laughs> All right, okay. Let's go down there. Maybe if we can blast the fluff, this fan as fast as we can. Fly down the hill and glide ourselves in. They won't hear us coming, and with the sun behind us, they shouldn't see us. Let's do it. Let's go. So you gear up. Turn the fan on, you you start to blast your way across the hill until you get to a peak of it when you roll down, sort of within a few minutes of the camp, turning the fan off, and you glide in. Alright. So I rolled like stealth for your for your vehicle and Tenzin, can you roll stealth just to see how quiet you are as a person while you're steering and stuff? So Locate got a 13 of stealth. Nice. You all got above 10, which is good. Oh, I rolled a big old one for their lookouts. So you see on top of um, like a bus with these huge wheels that are sticking out the side of it, there's like a guy on there and he's, there's like a picket fence on the top of it that's painted so it looks like blood around the spikes of the picket fence. And there's like torches on each corners of this square picket fence on top of the bus. And he's holding like a, like a machine gun of some sort, looking around. And um, you hear someone say to him, as you're gliding in, you hear someone say to him, What do you mean? You want like a, you want like a, a, a beer or something? And he's like, I would love a beer or something. Please, thank you. And you see a bottle fly up to him and he cracks it and as he's drinking it you guys glide past and you slow the fan boat to a stop you climb out you and Tenzin what are you doing? wait so we're in the compound already? yeah you just glue you, so the the bus was on like the outskirts where all the vehicles are parked and then like there's all the people in the middle around this big bonfire and you're like right near the vehicles all right i think my logic is i'm gonna find the biggest guy that i can find i'm gonna take out the chieftain first 
How, how many guys are there, actually? Like 25. 25. It's a lot of dudes. Psst. Yeah, Tencent. Hey, Lukak. I can see what you're thinking, and I don't believe that that is a good idea. I could take 20 easy enough. And I could easily take the other five, but I don't believe that that's the best idea. What about... Um, what about... And he points over to this large ute, and on the back of it, there are all of these red barrels. What if we siphon a little bit of fuel out of all of their vehicles, all diesel on the ground, and set fire to that stack of beautiful diesel barrels? Tenzin, you are too smart to be a deputy. That is a great idea. And then, if you want, we can smash some heads. Yeah, let's get to it. All right. So he gets pulls like a tube, like a pipe tube out of his uh, his like rucksack, his bag, places it in some of the vehicles, and um, 17, nice, begins ciphering some of the fuel out, and he lets it like dribble on the ground, on the hard earth, here, and he passes a blowtorch to you, send these suckers sky high, <laughs> yeah, you see these dark trails of diesel, that have been siphoned all over the floor by Tenzin in a trail. I'm going to hold on to my, my war hammer and just have a few few shakes as I start lifting it up and going, oh, I go with the war hammer. God, and I put it down, I pat my hand. Like, no, not today. So I reckon we get the fan going. 20 guys is possibly a bit much to come out unscathed, especially with the whole town in my care today. All right, are you gonna, what are you gonna do? You're gonna light it and then jump in the fan or what are you doing? Uh, get the fan going. He can get the fan going. I'm gonna light it and jump in. He pulls the string on the fan. The fan starts to speed up. You hear, what is that? What's that? What the frig is that? You see here are these people shouting. You turn the blowtorch on. What are you doing? Well, unless I can throw it, I'm putting it down to the diesel flame, the fuel line. You put it down to the diesel. It lights. It's traveling pretty quick, but not quick enough. So you just throw it as hard as you can into all of the red diesel barrels on the back of that ute. And it hits them, which some of them have been opened by Tenzin. And it just goes... Explodes into the air. The channels or the little uh, rivers of diesel that are, that was being siphoned out of the other cars, they all catch hitting the cars. Boom, 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 boom. All these vehicles start to go up in flames, all exploding and chain reaction exploding to the next one and continuing. You see the guy on top of the um, the bus jump off, and he starts to run towards the explosions, and he sees you. And the um, the fan boat starts to take off, and he he drops his light machine gun on the ground as he's like in confusion, and he sees you with the warhammer. He pulls free a huge machete and starts to charge towards you, this human. He's in my way, so I'm going to charge towards him as well. The the fan boat is slowly taking off. You run next to him next to the fan boat towards this guy make an attack for me um that's an eight an eight? Oh no 20 20 <laughs> plus that it's not yeah so does a 23 hit your ac first off 
Yes, it does. He throws this machete. It slashes you on the shoulder. You continue charging in with a 20. You lift the hammer up. And what do you do? I'm going to swing it like horizontally down, shoulder uh, to hip. You hear a huge crunch and a squeak. He doesn't yell or cry out. He just squeaks as you bust in his arm, his chest. You see like basically his um, his head and his shoulder connect after your huge anvil of a hammer makes its way past and through his chest collapses to the ground as blood starts to darken the sand around the ground. Tenzin yells out, Come on! You jump into the boat as the fan pushes it uphill. You're steering. Bullets start whizzing overhead as you look back as you're steering away. It's the remaining raiders. Not many of them are left. A lot are burning and running out away from the explosions. The rest are firing machine guns and assault rifles and blasting shotguns at you. You make it up the hill, down the other side, back towards the town. And that is where we'll end it. Nice! Hey everyone, thanks for downloading the show and thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for being my friend and thank you for, um, I don't know, just being a strong-willed person and waving a sword around in public. Uh, Actually, don't do that, please. Now, due to the random and difficult time, this time is in 2020, uh, and because of people's work circumstances changing, we have been finding it a little difficult to get together and record an episode altogether. So what we're doing is some individual episodes over the next few releases. You will find um, episodes centered around a particular character. This one obviously being centered around Lokag, the new character that Levi is playing. Uh, we're introducing him to the show. We wanted to throw some background in so we'd understand who this guy is, where he came from, all that sort of thing. Anyway, some other things we have to say. Check out our Instagram at Beyond the Dice. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Beyond the Dice. You'll find us there. We have a YouTube channel. If you want to listen to the episodes there, you definitely can. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, we have a store. I know it can be very difficult, especially this time. Um with everything that's going on. We have a store if you do want to buy a, a t-shirt or a singlet or um, you know something like that, that if you go to our website, you'll be able to find a link to our store there. Or if you go to beyondthedice.theprintbar.com, you will find, uh, yeah, all different types of merchandise. It's not just podcast-related stuff. It is RPG and D&D-related stuff too. We've tried to make it sort of diverse for everyone. If you can't buy a t-shirt or anything, that is fine. Absolutely fine. But yeah, once again, don't feel too obligated to do so. I think that's all we have for now. If there's any further information, like if we're not going to be able to make episodes or something due to the wild stuff that's going on, just um, we'll post it and uh, yeah, stay safe, guys. Bye.